Welcome to the Financial Success Show, live here at Blackthorn Head Offices every single Thursday at 3 p.m. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Jeff Eady, and joining me in studio, unfortunately, I can't get rid of him, Mr. Kirk Forsyth. Kirk, how are you doing today? You're stuck with me, bud. <laughs> you ain't never getting rid of me. <laughs> I don't want to get rid of you. You sure? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. Well, no. Well, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> so, uh, of course, uh, we have a, a very special guest today. Somebody I'm very happy to have joining us via Zoom. Uh, she is a number one best-selling international author of multiple books. Oh. Uh, she's a networking expert, organizes several events herself, including uh, one coming up in March, the uh, Women's Expo. Yep. And uh, now a licensed realtor as well. Please welcome to the show, Miss Randy Goodman. Randy, how are you doing today? I'm awesome. How are you guys? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. Excellent. Welcome to the show and thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Amazing. Amazing. So um, I, I have to ask, because I only have one book in front of me. I know I have another in my office. How many books have you authored? <laughs> well, it's uh, we're launching the fifth Empowering Women to Succeed in May. Uh, we wow. have the 65 Empowering Stories, which will be March or April. And then I'm part of two other compilations that aren't mine. So five, six, eight. Wow. Right now. <laughs> Do you sleep? <laughs> yeah, I was just going to ask that. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> so, of course, we have uh, right beside me in the studio, we have the uh, Empowering Women to Succeed number one. I remember going to your launch party. Of course, our uh, CEO, Mr. Craig Dunkerley, is a part of that. Uh, one of my best friends as well, uh, uh, Tiffany Loya Fenton, was a, a, a contributing author to that. So I, uh, I, I definitely love that book. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first. So yeah. It's the baby, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So can you tell us a little bit about how you got started uh, into doing what you're doing now? Not just the authoring, but of course, the events and, and now a licensed realtor. And uh, I guess we can call that nowadays, it's the fad to say it's the origin story of Randy Goodman. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> yes. Well, I did run a manufacturing company at the wee age of 22. I know it was just a few years ago. but uh, <laughs> it, And I had such a blast. I, I love business. I'm a fourth level CMA. So the idea was to go in and take over the accounting and then take over the business. Had to prove that somebody was stealing. And so it was just a ton of fun, ton of fun there. And then through my married years, I ran a bunch of charity galas and loved that. It would take a whole year with a team to put them together. And it was just so much fun. I did that for years. And when I separated almost 11 years ago, it was like, okay, what am I going to do? I don't want to be a bookkeeper. I don't want to work for somebody. I don't know what I want to do. I don't want to know what I want to be when I grow up. So <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> so it's like, okay, get out there and network and figure out what I want to do. And through the process, I kind of fell into doing business to business events. So it was kind of like, I already love business and I already love doing events, you know, through the galas and through my own personal events. So it was just kind of a natural progression that the two would eventually come together. And, you know, in the short and sweet of it, that's how all the events happened. And then through the years, you know, I met up with um, 
someone I became partners with for a few years and we introduced the books, Empowering Women to Succeed. And then a few years later, introduced the 365 Empowering Stories. And here we are. So last year I decided, you know, I was already a real estate investor and loved real estate and thought, you know, why don't I take the course? And I have four boys and my youngest, uh, oh wow! <laughs> was eighteen at the time. I uh, decided I'm going to take it with you. So <laughs> we both got licensed together, which is awesome. Had a lot of fun. <laughs> wow, wow four amazing. boys. My mom always says she's blessed with two, but she doesn't want any more than two. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Well. Well. Well, I count. I guess as what three. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I would Sorry, want. mom. <laughs> I'd stop after you. <laughs> oh, hey, there it is. And that is, hey, five minutes. We did all right this time. Shots fired. <laughs> five minutes. So, so, Randy, you've got a big event coming up. Uh, I got your email this morning, actually, um, in March. March the, 29th. The Toronto Women's 26th. Expo. 26th. 26th. Oh. Thanks, Kirk. Thanks. Eh, a little dyslexic <laughs> today. Fact, fact checker. A little dyslexic today. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell uh, tell us a little bit about that event coming up? I'm super excited about it. It is in transformation as well. So it's actually going to be called the Toronto Women's Expo Presents the Toronto Business Expo. Want to be a little more inclusive for men. And although we had a lot of men before, you know, those conscious, smart men who come and do business with women, I want it a little more inclusive for men. So it's, uh, the name is being changed to that. And I'm super excited about being able to do that. We will have speakers, we will have trade show elements as well. Plus, there's a big huge twist on the event this year we will have coaches corner experts but there's only going to be six of them and they're all going to be different categories so there's no duplication and there's no having tons and tons of these different coaches corner anymore i want it limited and uh very very succinct uh then we're also adding in a breakfast and a dinner so there'll be breakfast lunch and dinner there will be round table discussions during the meals. So you'll actually get to sit with an expert for 30 minutes during your meal. That's of course, if you register for it. And then we're also adding in speed networking in the evening. And I know everybody loves speed networking and you get to meet a ton of people in a very short period of time. So I'm really, really excited about all the new additions and changes to the event. And I'm super excited about it. Wow, that's amazing. It sounds that's like it's going to be really, a great event. really cool, yeah. Now, Randy, you do a lot of networking. Um, what's a key point for somebody going into a networking event to coming out of that networking event successfully? Okay. Well, first of all, you actually need to network with people. So <laughs> <laughs> I've actually seen a couple of people go to networking events and just sit there on their phone and then after it they just leave and it's like well you just wasted like an hour and a half to yeah, two hours of your yeah. time gas and a you know thursday night like right. why did you bother showing up i don't up? care if there's <laughs> one other person in the room or a hundred other people or a thousand other people in the room you need to meet people when you go to a networking event if you don't then maybe you just went to learn whatever the speaker said but and that's fine too but if you're going out to network Try to meet as many people as you can. Don't spend a lot of time talking to one person. 
because when you do that, you're missing opportunities with other people in the room to connect with them. So just spend a couple minutes, make a connection, exchange contact info, and then make a meeting, a lunch, a phone call, a, you know, a tea, a coffee, whatever it is, but spend the time with them after the show, not during the show so that you can meet the maximum number of people and then figure out who you resonate with. And I would always make sure that within 24 to 48 hours of the event, you follow up with these people. So don't plan other things the next day or two. Plan to do your follow-up in that time so that you can really make use of people while they're still hot and they still remember you. Also, I'll give you another tip. Make notes on the business cards. So ah, forget right, yeah. who the people are, make a note so that you remember, like even if it's one word or a couple words, make a note on their business card so you remember something from your conversation. Because how awesome would it be if I called up one of you guys and remembered something we spoke about and you're like, wow, I can't believe you remembered that. Like you, not only do you remember <laughs> me from that big crowd, but you remember what we talked about. So taking yeah. notes really helps impress people and it's really, really, really good suggestion. Yeah, it sounds like that would leave quite the impression on somebody. Yeah. Now there's, I've heard of two different strategies when it comes to networking. One of them is meet everybody in the room. And another one is pick two or three people and go in depth with those two or three people and build meaningful connections. Which one do you prefer? I'm not gonna say I prefer either one of them. I think it depends on your intention. If you're looking to build a database, then you're going to want to meet 100 people in the room. Uh, but it's all in the way that you do this. So even if it's just meeting the right one or two people, how do you do that if you don't meet enough people, right? You could get lucky That's like true. I did with Claudia at an event. We just happened to be sitting beside each other, right? <laughs> So that's how that connection came. <laughs> yeah, we just happened to sit beside each other and everything clicked. But that doesn't always happen. So how do you meet that one connection that's going to click for you? You need to meet multiple people. But you can't go around just saying, here's my business card. Here's my business card. Here's my business card. Nobody cares. You have yeah. to have a conversation, but you have to be of service. You have to be interested in the other person and what they do. If you're just all about you and go in there gung-ho, aggressive, and, you know, me, 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 and this is my product and my service, and, you know, I can do this and this and this, okay, that's nice. You know, I, I'm going to walk away from you because I'm not interested. If you're introducing yourself to me, then come at me with how can I be of service to you. I want to be helpful to you, even if it's a connection or, you know, just a friendly voice on the other end of the phone, whatever it is, how can you be of service to somebody else? Because when you are of service, that person is much more likely to be interested in what you do and want to help you, right? Right, right. Now, you're, you're a very successful entrepreneur, I'm gonna say from the intro that Jeff gave. How do you stay in a positive working mindset? It takes work, I'm telling you. <laughs> it does. Like, you know, sometimes, you know, everybody I'm sure will resonate with this. Sometimes you wake up in the morning and you don't want to get out of bed, right? 
But then you say to yourself, if I don't get out of bed, then I'm not going to accomplish A, B, and C, right? Or the earlier right. I get out of bed, I can do this many more things today because there's only so many hours in the day. So it's, it's really a conscious thing, guys. You have to be very conscious that anytime a negative thought comes into your head, you ixnay it, you cancel it, whatever it is you need to do, and you replace it with a positive thought immediately. And once you train yourself to do that, and it's work, it's real work. Uh, you know, things don't come easily. You have to work at them. But once you make them a habit, then they come easy, right? Mm. Things come so much easier I've... once you've made a habit of them. So if you are the type of person who has all these negative things that kind of hold you back and stop you from doing things, then on a very conscious level, start replacing them with positive thoughts and goals and, and your why and anything else that motivates you to actually get things done. Then after time, it could take a month, it could take two months, keep doing it on a conscious level and then eventually you won't have to consciously do it anymore, it'll happen automatically. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I think it was uh, Stephen Arcovi that says it takes uh, 21 days to create a new mm -hmm. habit. Um, but it's, uh, there was actually something you said in there about uh, not wanting to get out of bed. It's, <clears throat> I find it amazing how negative the mind can create scenarios. Oh, yeah. And uh, Zig Ziglar, I believe, was the one that said the hardest sale a salesperson has to make every day is to get out of a yep. warm bed into a cold room. Yes. That's exactly it, yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, um, if you stay in bed, you can get caught up on your Netflix. <laughs> Just throw that out And there's there. a time and a place for that. Like, seriously. You know? I love lying around and watching movies. But, you know. Well, it's a Monday morning. Nobody wants to get up and go to work. They hate Mondays. Get caught up on those Netflix. And what not to do. <laughs> or or you can just watch Shark Tank on Netflix. That way it's educational. Okay. It's fun. Kirk, if you're not going to contribute. <laughs> just saying. Speaking from experience here. Oh, boy. Why would Harvey okay? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, so just ignore him for a minute, Randy. Uh, <laughs> what uh, What would you say is like number one thing not to do when you're going into a networking situation? Oh my goodness, the number one thing not to do is not to go and bombard people with your business card. And you know, just like I mentioned before, <laughs> saying, "Here's my card. Here's my card. Here's my card. Here's my card." or here's my card, buy my service, buy my product. Don't ever do that. You will chase every single person away. They will talk behind your back. They will do every <laughs> negative thing possible and they will not want you back at any events, period. Don't do that. <laughs> I, can, I can definitely say from experience, I've, uh, I've been a victim to that. Uh, I remember going to one networking event and the lady who was handing out her cards actually had a, um, a clipboard with a checklist taking wow. down people's names. <laughs> Worst part is she never followed up with me. <laughs> I'm surprised you gave her your contact info. <laughs> uh, well, I'm a nice guy. Uh, yeah. So, so let's go back um, to the origin story. Uh, I've I've thrown several events myself, and I know how daunting they can be. When you threw your first event, was it a success right off the bat? my very first event no actually the first three four five 
we either broke even or lost money. Wow. Yes. Oh, wow. I know that, that too. Like, <laughs> you know, nine, 10 years ago. And yeah, it was, and that was before the Toronto Women's Expo. They were still business to business events, but it wasn't the Toronto Women's Expo. When I started Toronto Women's Expo in 2011 with a friend of mine, uh, we actually made a little bit of money. So it was super exciting. <laughs> it wasn't a ton, but we made a little bit of money, but that was like a positive go forward with this. <laughs> That's amazing. Nice. So what, what was the mental cycle that uh, you went through right after the first event that wasn't uh, a success? You know what? For, okay. So financially, it wasn't a success. But in every other instance, it was. Because, that's, that's very interesting. That's a key yes. distinction right there. So, you know, when people say, I failed, I failed, I failed. Well, what was your expectation? What was your goal? So, yes, you want to make money. But when you start something... You don't necessarily have to measure it by how much money you made. There's other ways to measure it as well. We did get a ton of uh, exhibitors in the room. We got speakers on stage. We had people in the room listening. So all of a sudden it's learning how to build a database, network with people properly, get them to come to an event. And this is a really difficult thing to do. People think, oh, I'm just gonna have an event and everybody's gonna come. And they end up being <laughs> me, myself and I in the room. It's not easy <laughs> to fill a room, right? It's not yep. easy. And for those of you out there who have tried, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So it's not an easy thing to do. And being able to see that success and have amazing speakers and have incredible exhibitors and people that want to come back to shows over and over again, which means they got success. They met people that they could do business with. They probably got clients from it and saw value in it. So in that sense, it was a huge success, right? And yeah. that gives you mental income, what I call mental income. And well, that's an interesting term. Yeah, I like that. It makes you want to do it again and again and again, and then keep trying to figure out, okay, how do I make this better so it does monetize, right? And I think that's mm -hmm. something that people who produce events struggle with all the time. So what is your call to action? Do you have one? What is the purpose of the event? Is there, uh, you know, a stream? You know, does this lead to something else? So what are you using it for? And then measure it that way with how successful it is. You don't necessarily have to make money from it if it leads to other things. So I could get people into my next book. I could get people into another event to be a sponsored speaker or an exhibitor or a coach's corner expert. So there's a lot of different, you know, ways <laughs> that you can measure success when it comes to putting on these events. So let me ask you all these events, all these speakers, who's your favorite oh, speaker? Oh, I'm not answering that question. <laughs> Good answer, Randy. I saw him write it down on a piece of paper. I was like, no, no. What? Uh, well, my question would be then is, what is a key component to having a successful event? What's the number one thing? The key component is to achieve your goal. So whatever goal it is, right? You want to make sure that you're able to achieve that. So clearly, you want people in the room, right? You want potential clients in the room, you know, listeners to the speakers want to have great speakers on stage who are providing great value. You want people to walk away 
feeling like they really got something from the event and want to come back or want to tell other people about it, right? So that's the feeling and the feeling of community, a feeling of warmth that they're welcome there and they feel like they're home, that they feel like this is a place that they're comfortable in and they want to come back to. And I love getting feedback like that when people tell me, you know, oh my goodness, I just, I just felt so at home. I just felt so welcomed. I felt, you know, and, and to me, you can't get a better compliment than that, right? <laughs> so, you know, it's all in what you want and what you desire. And of course, if you're putting this much effort into putting an event together, then clearly you want to monetize it as well. So you will measure it at, at, on various different levels. But, you know, at the end of the day, if people feel like there was a ton of value there, they will talk about it, they will post it, they will share it, they will comment, they will give you testimonials, they'll tell other people, they may even participate in it uh, in some fashion at a higher level than uh, being an attendee. So they may become your speaker, they may become your exhibitor, your coach's corner expert. Can't ask for more than that. Yeah. Very, very true. So what made you take the leap from doing events into putting books together? Well, it was actually my business partner who put the cover of the very first book into a picture frame, plunked it on a table in front of me at one of our events and said, here's our next project. And I went, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to tell you guys that I'm a math and science student. I am not an English student. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a writer. So, you know, anything I did in school, I worked my buns off to get my A's. So, you know, it didn't come easy. And so that's why you need a good editor. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But that's how it happened. That, well, that's very cool. And now you said uh, fifth in total, um, eight in collaboration. Yes. Yeah. That's insane. In how many years? Uh, since 2000, well, 2014, we started working on the first book. Uh, we launched it in 2015. Wow. So in three and a half, four yeah. years, you've gotten involved in eight yeah. books. That's like two a year. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's an insane amount of work. Like I said before, do you sleep? But, you, know, <laughs> you need a good team. You need an amazing yes. team around you. Yeah. So definitely surround yourselves by great people and people that are strong in the things that you're not. And when you talk about team, are they employees or are they collaborators? Are they colleagues? How do you, how do you find your no, team? They do contract work. So, you know, whether you're working with a VA or you're working with an editor or you're working with a marketing team or whoever you're working with, they don't have to be your employees, right? You can either contract them out or they can even be partners with you. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Many ways to do it. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you because you mentioned education before that you were a math student. Um, are you like, are you taking a lot of self-education as you're going along through all Absolutely. of this? Absolutely. Absolutely. What is uh, the one recommendation you would give to an entrepreneur just starting out for self-education? I would definitely connect with people that can help you with startups. If like, whether it's in the financial realm or setting up your company or how to, you know, whether it's a business coach who's helping you go forward, 
you need to have the education and the people around you that can support you to help you be successful. And I would find a mentor, if possible, somebody who's done what you want to do and had the success that you desire and pick their brain, like get as much info from them as possible and as much as they're willing to do. Uh, and there's probably multiple people out there that you could reach out to whatever area of business you're in and get them to support you, get them to guide you. You know, a lot of people will give away free information, but you definitely do have to invest in yourself. But if funds are low, you can definitely find people that are willing to share some information to get you going so that you can start seeing success and then be able to afford to invest in yourself a little bit more. And if you can invest in yourself right away, do it, do it. I mean, why reinvent the wheel? Fast track yourself, get the right mentorship or coaching and get some help <laughs> along the way. Yeah, that's massively huge. I know myself, it's uh you can either create the path yourself or you can walk somebody else's path. It's a heck of a lot easier to walk somebody else's path, though. It's, uh, if you can use other people's experience or other people's money, it's, it's uh, definitely a, a massive shortcut to the next yeah, step. Yeah, definitely leverage what you've got around you. Have you had uh, specific mentors that you'd, you'd want to mention? I don't want to mention people. <laughs> how about how you found then the ones that i don't mention are going to be like <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's playing enough. it safe jeff <laughs> how about how did you find your first mentor oh boy you know what it was through business networking i mean i've had mentors all my life but when it comes to uh this type of business specifically i did a lot of networking and connected with people and had great relationships and one of them was a business coach and i worked with him for about a year and a half and the biggest takeaway for me at that time because it was many many years ago was learning to say no oh that's oh, a tough one yeah, yeah. it's, it's huge so for those of you out there who are feeling what I'm feeling and you have a hard time saying no to people and you feel terrible that you did or you can't because you're gonna feel terrible it's a huge lesson to learn because I would say yes to my own detriment and mm -hmm. you really have to grow a backbone that wasn't there I had a backbone in all kinds of things but I don't know why I just couldn't say no no. And I had to learn. And I remember the first time I said no to somebody. And it was again, a friend who, uh, through business, who also did shows and such a sweetheart. And I always wanted to support this person and they supported me. And what he, what I was approached with, I could see was not going to make money. It would be fun and it would be new and a huge learning curve, but it wasn't going to make money. And I really needed to start focusing on things that were going to earn an income. Cause like I told you, the first few events didn't make any money or lost money. So you got to turn that around. And I remember saying on the phone, this is hurting me more than it's hurting you. 
<laughs> it sounds like a bad breakup. Sounds like my, what my mother would say before she smacked me when I was Jeff, a kid. No. So sweet. No, I totally understand, Randy. You know, blah, blah, blah. And I said, listen, I'm here to support you. I will still share it and invite people for you and all that stuff, but I just can't do it with you. So. They were very understanding, and I'm telling you that pain will stay with me for life. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? That's uh, that's actually it, it's a massively important point. Uh, Darren Hardy is the first time I really understood the value of saying no. He said, "Every time you say yes to something, you're saying no to something right. else." So learning to say no right off the bat allows you to do the things you are already yes, doing. Yes, totally. Yes. That's huge. <laughs> So what, what would you say is the most rewarding part of doing these events, meeting all of these people, networking, and, and obviously I'm being a part of these events. I, I've seen people develop throughout them. What, uh, what, what's your, your biggest takeaway personally? Personally, I love seeing the transformation with people over the years, which is beautiful. You know, watching them grow and build their businesses and have huge success but also how you see people transform personally as well. You know you're helping them because the events aren't just about, you know, having a successful business. It's also about your mindset and your own personal growth. And when you see people really start to surround themselves by the right people who their mindsets change, you, you almost see a personality shift right and and getting feedback from people even years later you know that yeah i met my wife at one of your events or um you know i had a and it happened <laughs> That's awesome. that, has that actually <laughs> happened yeah. has anybody proposed at one of your events they haven't proposed there but they did meet at one of my events and, and got married <laughs> and uh you know it's it's amazing when people come up to you and say you have no idea how much you've impacted me or how my life has changed just by coming to your events. And you don't know these things unless somebody comes and tells you, right? And it's just, it, it just touches my heart and makes me melt and says, this is why I'm doing what I do because I'm having an impact on people. And it's the same with the books too. You know, some people will tell you after they've read a book that, you know somebody's story changed their life or they connected with somebody but you don't know until they tell you so I think it's uh, really important for you guys out there to let people know when they've had an impact on your life and you know whether it's myself or somebody else let them know because we don't know we don't know that we're doing the right thing <laughs> unless you guys let us know that you're having an impact and I think for me that is the most touching, beautiful thing that just validates that, yes, you're doing the right thing. So I guess we can add uh, matchmaker to your list of <laughs> entrepreneurial endeavors now. <laughs> Randy Goodman, the I matchmaker. Myself, so. <laughs> I can't seem to make that happen. Fair enough. <laughs> I don't know that I'm worthy of that title. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> um, you've written a lot of books. What's your number one favorite book to read? To read 
you know what? I, I don't have a favorite one to read. I love the E-Myth, but I loved uh, so many other books as well. I love personal and professional growth books. I don't have a ton of time to read them. I have tons on Kindle too. Uh, I actually like preferring, I prefer to actually hold the book in my hand, but uh, my I thing agree. is audio books. I love yeah, audio, audio is great for the car, especially if you, if you drive a lot, if you find yourself uh, in the car a lot or even working out audio books are amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are. But I love personal and professional growth books. Um, I'm not a fiction reader and that's what I like, but I don't have a ton of time for that. Usually if I'm chilling, I'm, you know, I'm going to tell you guys this terrible part of me, but I actually like to watch TV. <laughs> hey, <laughs> we can be Netflix. friends. <laughs> Back to Netflix. <laughs> well, since we're on TV, Game of Thrones. Uh, no, oh, <laughs> just just shaking his head at me. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I find it's like almost the only thing that just takes my mind off of everything, you know? Yeah. I only just focus in on the show that I'm watching and uh so that's like my tune out chill out moment. <laughs> yeah, you just zone right out. Do you have any other uh any other habits that uh you you use to decompress after these events or anything like that? After the events. I don't get the chance to do that. Okay. Okay. Every time <laughs> it's like I'm doing nothing tomorrow. And tomorrow there ends up being a whole whack of meetings. <laughs> I, I can't get not. away from it. So, no, there is no decompressing uh, after the events. I wish there was, but there is not. So that's why I make sure that I have me time, that I get away, you know, a few times during the year, that I make sure I have family time and friend time. So I think you really have to make sure that you focus and designate time for yourself. I like to work out as well, although I should be doing more of that too. Um, but you know, designate time for yourself, for the things you like to do, uh, for your family, for your friends, for who, you know, whatever it is you like to do. Don't just work 24 seven. Yeah, that's that's hugely important. I think we got sold a, a rotten bill of goods a few years back where everybody said you have to be wor working 18 yeah. hours a day, <laughs> seven days a week, and burn out. Oh, yeah. I think we're coming back around to, to find a little bit more lifestyle and all of that totally. as well. Yeah. Um, I heard one of uh, – I was listening to a, a pastor's sermon uh, a few weeks back, and one of the things they were talking about that I found really interesting was um, they were talking about seasons of stretch and growth mm -hmm. in your life. And how a lot of people, when they're they're growing and stretching, like, we tend to live in the someday. Yeah. So like, well, you know, in this, uh, I'll, I'll be fine once I'm past this season of stretch. Then I'll get to relax. Right. How do you how do you find that in your season of stretch, as opposed to trying to set that that threshold for some magical day that may never happen? I think I only you do that you... with food. <laughs> <laughs> you and Kirk both. That's yes, funny. <laughs> that is funny. We can be friends now. Yeah, with food. Everything else, I'm good. But food, oh, right. I don't know. <laughs> Can't give it up. <laughs> <laughs> Movie night at Randy's. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Well, we're uh, we're coming in on that magical are, time. Right. Where yeah, I've got we'll... my on that clock there. <laughs> so, um, Randy, um, would you like to leave uh, our, our our listeners with any words of wisdom or, or parting advice? Uh, that you, you've gleaned from your years of experience? Thank you, yes. Uh, you know, uh, one of the most important things that I learned 
is how to network properly and how to help other people and really do it authentically. So there's a lot of people out there where you know they're just full of it and they really don't mean what they're saying. If you can be authentic, mean what you say and help people, you will build the relationships that are important to do business with. And those people who like you, know you, trust you, those are the people that are going to do business with you, they're going to refer you, they're going to give you a testimonial and life is just going to explode. So if there was one big huge thing that I could give you guys would be to really be you, be your authentic you, don't try to be somebody else or be a different persona than you are when you're alone and really try to help people from the bottom of your heart so you can build those truly important relationships and we all need them we all need them there's too many lonely people out there there's too many uh, you know not nice people out there <laughs> amen to that <laughs> if, you, if you doubt that drive down the dvp at about 4 30 today <laughs> oh yeah oh exactly exactly you gotta keep me off the road but uh <laughs> awesome yeah, so randy how can uh, how can our viewers find you you can go to randygoodman.ca r-a-n-d-i G-O-O-D-M-A-N dot C-A and everything is there to get a hold. You can see all the events, you can see contact info, get a hold of me there. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Kirk, any final comments for Randy or, or just stream uh, of final consciousness? Comments. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I got one coming. Okay. Um, I can't wait for this. If you're looking for a good TV show to relax with at night, How I Met Your Mother. Funny How show. I Met Your Mother, yeah, okay. Really? Yeah. That's adding value? Really? That is adding value. Okay, there you go. That's adding value. How about if you're looking for a good show to watch late at night, watch the Financial Success Show. Oh, you can find it better. on YouTube, <laughs> Facebook, and anywhere you get your existing podcasts. See how I set you up for that, Jeff? Oh. <laughs> so, Randy, you looking for any good partners? Because I'm trying to get rid of one. <laughs> hey, at least she likes TV. <laughs> well, again, thank you so much for joining us today, Randy. It's always a pleasure. Kirk, I'm not sure if I should thank you, but I will. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys, for having me. It's been such a pleasure chatting with you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, if you want to see more about what we do, uh, of course, we have our Financial Success Summit coming up a week from uh, this Saturday. It's uh, Saturday, January the 19th. Of course, we have our CEO, Craig Dunkerley, speaking there. The uh, incredible Claudia Harvey, our mortgage partner uh, and broker, Jonathan Tilger. And, of course, a new addition to the lineup, Money, uh, sorry, uh, Women's Me. Financial Coach, ex uh, Women's financial coach, yep. uh, NLP practitioner, and uh, owner of Mintworthy, Miss Vanessa Smith, will be joining us. She will. Uh, it's going to be a, a heck of a day. It's 9 to 5. And uh, if you want to find out more about that, of course, you can go to financialsuccesssummit.com. Thank you, Fabian, for doing your job and having that up there. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as always, if you want to get a hold of us, you can send an email to Kirk at K-I-R-K at blackthorn-group.com. He will uh, do his best to respond to you. I'm uh, sure you get a lot of emails I nowadays. Do. But yeah. 
That's uh, that's the best way to get a hold of us. And, of course, you can always find us at uh, PayLessTaxBook.com. Download your free copy of our Payless Tax Book. And uh, just one more shout-out to uh, Randy Goodman. And, uh, oh, gosh, Claudia's in this book, too. I didn't realize. Um, just off the top of my head. Oh, Patty Maronian's in here, too. And I you love say I have Patty. squirrel brain. <laughs> I just picked it up and read the you front of it again. Like. So there's tons of great authors in this book. If you haven't gotten a copy already, you can still buy it uh, from us or from Randy, uh, number one international bestseller, Empowering Women to Succeed. And I'm sure Randy has all of her other books on her site. Isn't that right, Randy? Uh, fantastic. So I'm, I'm sure seeing the lineup in this book, there's a, a ton of other great authors that uh, you've worked with. So I'm very excited to see those. And uh, again, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, Kirk. Yep. You were here. I was. <laughs> we'll see you next <laughs> Thursday at 3 p.m. on the Financial Success Show. 